Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. What's up, guys? Welcome back. We are live again, 1% Club Podcast. Uh, let's uh, let's recap this uh, this lovely UFC Apex Fight Night card. Podge is pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome card. I thought I actually thought it delivered more than the pay per view. Your thoughts? Yes, I would agree big time. Some super, uh, some guys, some showed some super potential on it too. I think one hundred percent. And I, I think uh, you know this is kind of this is kind of I don't want to say it's sad, but there's definitely a changing of the guard in the business perspective. And, and what I mean by that is. You're seeing a lot of these high-level guys, like the high-level guys making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a show. Those guys are kind of like getting cut and going. You know, we're seeing, uh, you know, Thiago Santos is the latest, the latest one going to PFL. Marlon Marias, I guess, is the la- uh, the latest. But these big-name guys making six figures, they're going on to PFL, making that money. To whereas these younger guys are coming in and they're getting paid, you know, ten, ten, twelve, twelve. But man, are they hungry? And I think what you're seeing is, is you're seeing these guys that are hungry trying to get those big paychecks. When you throw all those kids on a card, it seems like you get a card like this, and it's a fight night. And that's why you see the uh, that's why you see the delivery of the of the fights like that. You know, you see bigger fights uh, because these kids are hungry and they want to win. You know, they're younger, better, faster, stronger, and they don't have the name recognition, but they have all the skills to uh, to make it work. So. Let's start. Uh, we'll try to recap. We'll kind of jump around a little bit. First one up, Nicholas Moda, Cameron Van Camp. I thought Van Camp would uh, look a little bit better, but man, his lack of head movement proved to be his demise. The one thing, the one thing you got to watch out for for Nicholas Moda is that left hook. And man, whoever uh, th- that camp just didn't pick up on that, or maybe it's just a, it's a, it's something that Van Camp just couldn't change in time. But the lack of head movement will get you hurt against a, a kid like Moda with with uh, big power. Next fight, the one I was I really had my eye on. We played uh, Javid uh, Basharat versus Tony Gravely, and man, Basharat is him and his brother both are something. They're a force to be reckoned with, you know. And we we saw a pretty much a a, a well rounded clinic, and and Gravely is no joke, man. He's a Division One All American wrestler, I believe. Very very talented. He's got power in both hands. And Javid, man, he, he he's he's very good. Both these both these kids are very good. And Bashrat to me is one of those guys. You guys need to keep your eye on him. And I I think what we see Bashrat fight, you know, I think he was like minus one fifty over Gravely. And to me, Bashrat is just one of those guys that is like, okay, we're getting a great price on this line, and this is not going to be here for much longer, though. You know what I mean? Like this, you're going to see him like minus three hundred, minus four hundred, but nobody knows who he is yet. So let's, you know, let's, let's play this kid early. And, and I, I think that's what we're seeing with, with, uh, Bashra and his brother, really, you're getting these, these, these good lines on these kids that nobody really knows about yet, but I'm telling you, Javid is, he's the truth. He's very good. And that's a, that's a big win. You know, Gravely is no, is no joke. Bashra's the real deal. And I think he's only going to continue to climb and be aware, like when his next fight comes out, be aware of whatever that price is, because you're probably going to get it at a discount. I could see this kid being in the top fifteen in a year or two. Are both brothers in the same division? Uh, I think they're one division apart. I could be wrong on that. I think thirty-five, forty-five. I could be wrong on that. I, 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 I don't quote me on that at all. Uh, moving on to the next one. Woo, boy! I gotta tell you, I, my, my man T Ogden, Trey Ogden, at one point was a minus five sixty 
or Zoe Huber was a 560 favorite to win. I think the implied probability is like 90 something percent on winning that fight. And it's, I, if you watch that fight, it's not like it was a lucky punch or anything, you know, it was, it was just a masterclass of range control. Um, lead hand fight IQ lead leg. I mean, just very, a very technical masterclass in my opinion on a veteran outclassing a young, very, very talented kid. And I think Zell Huber is going to be a problem. Everybody that trains with this kid says he's the truth. I just think he ran into a, a guy and Trey that just outsmarted him. You know, I think we had a very good game plan going into that fight and to strike with him was not the game plan, obviously, but man, Trey does such a good job. I, 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 Pod, you've been in the gym with me long enough to know as I kind of do these speeches Monday morning after the fights. And one of the things that I said about Trey is he's kind of awkward. And what I mean by that is typically if somebody's got a good lead hand, it's a jab. And if they have a good kick, it's a right low kick. Trey's check hook is faster than his jab. Trey's inside kick is faster than his outside kick. And he is deceivingly hard to hit. And I, I think, uh, I think, one of Trey's biggest problems sometimes is when he thinks he's going to win, he kind of forces his game. You know, he kind of forces his game, but whenever he gets uh, to fight a, a young up and cover or somebody skilled, right? His back is kind of against the wall and he's very good in transition. And I, I think this kid being touted as he was really kind of, I felt, I think felt, uh, Trey felt disrespected. And I think he just finally kind of let go and said, fuck it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come fight. I'm going to come win. I'm going to beat this kid. And just, man, I, I can't tell you how proud of Trey I am. Not just for for the skill, the lead up, the skill. He had a tough cut. He's a big 55er. And then just his his willingness to listen in the fight and and make his coaching staff a part of the of the fight. And I, I can't stress that enough. It's it's not like uh, you know, people give me a lot of praise and the and the people give praise to the coaches oftentimes, d- deservingly so. But what people need to understand is, is whenever you put into play more people, it allows more brains, more eyes on that fight to win that fight, if that makes sense. So it's not like a Trey, let me, you know, here, listen to everything I'm saying. That's not what it is because the fighter can't see what the coach sees, but the coach can't feel what the fighter feels. So there has to be a give and take there, right? And it's, it's, uh, it's fun. Whenever it becomes fun where the coach and the fighter are able to play together, it, it makes it really difficult because there's a certain level of synergy. And if, for those of you guys who don't know what synergy is, it's 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 the combination is is greater than the equal efforts, right? So it's like Trey and me together would be one plus one, but synergy would say Trey and I together is four, eight, 10, 50, 100, 1,000, whatever the number is, is whenever those two minds come together, there's a certain level of synergy, almost like a bonus that those two people put together. And I think that when you get a good coaching staff, that's kind of what happens is you get those those minds together and there becomes a certain level of synergy that becomes really, really difficult to beat once, once everybody's clicking on all cylinders. I've got two questions for you. Yeah, shoot. Uh, one being, where does Trey go now? Because I was... Trey didn't get beaten against Jordan Levitt. I think it was more of like, you know. I think Trey lost that fight for himself, man. Trey lost that fight for himself. He could have won that fight. I get it. Easy. Okay, I get it. But I mean, like, realistically, did he lose? Like, I mean, no, yeah, it was close. It was was, was a matter of opinion fight. 100%. And then he beats this guy. So what will come next for Trey? That's a great question, man. He, I know, I know he's got a kid on the way, so I know he's got to kind of check into that. But man, I, I'm telling you, man, this guy can compete at a, at a good level. He's he's very good. Like I said, he's got a very educated lead hand. 
his his lead leg is very very good. He's extremely difficult to hit. He's got incredible jujitsu and deceivingly good wrestling too. Uh, I, I, which I will say this: Zell Huber really impressed me with his takedown defense because Trey shot some minus the first takedown attempt he had. Trey had some really good takedown attempts on him. Got deep to the hips, and Zell Huber stopped all but that one. That was at the end of the round, but that's a great question. You know, I, I I think Trey can match up with a lot of these guys. Honestly, I think he can do really well against some of the better guys in that division. That's I text you when he was doing media, and I was like, he better be calling out Patty. Yeah, well, Patty, Patty was talking shit to him. You know, uh, on on fight week, his last when when Patty fought Jordan Levitt. and it's you know that's a fight that's a fight he could you know that's a fight he could take for sure, and it's win win for Trey. You know what I mean? Like if you beat him, you take all that kid's, uh, you know, publicity and all that stuff. And really, I mean, for for Trey, it's a great matchup too. You know, Patty's going to try to grapple him. Trey's a grappler, you know, so that's it's a great it's a great. Uh, but I think Trey can outstrike him too. It's a good ma- it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Um, and our coach is more coachable. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I didn't really think about that, but you're you're spot on. And you know, I think what what he's asking is, is Trey runs his own team, and he is a coach now. I do think that coaching adds a certain le- uh, a certain aspect of being more coachable. Absolutely. And uh, I know I became more coachable whenever I started coaching. So yeah, I would, I would, I would venture to say so, you know, it's, you just, I think, I think when you coach, you understand the impact that can be had on a fight uh, from, from good coaching, right? Like coaching isn't always good and, and impacts can be had. I've, I've had guys where their coaches have lost in the fight. You know, uh, I, I, I still, Alex White, to this day, if he just if his coaches just wouldn't have talked, because he was doing a great job listening, if coaches just wouldn't have talked, I, I think I think he may maybe have beat me that night, you know. But he was initiating the clinch when he should have just broke away and and continued to strike with me. But good coaching goes a long way if you allow it to. So I think I think he understands the impact that coaching can have on that fight, including his, you know. So he allowed me to be a part of the fight, and you know I, I appreciate that for him. And we had fun that night, you know. We had fun on Saturday night, and it's it's great. Whenever there's like, it's almost like, you know, Zell Huber came in as the boogeyman. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this kid's unbeatable. And then after the first round goes away, that's, I ran back to the corner. I said, dude, what are you, where is this kid? You know, and I, I, and I mean nothing but respect, you know, but I was like, dude, this, this guy's not immortal. He's beatable. You know what I mean? Like you're outclassing him right now. Like, what do you, what do you, what do we, what is all this fuss about? You know what I mean? Like this kid is a normal human being. And what happened is, is Trey didn't go away. You know what I mean? There's value. I've said this a thousand times. You've been in the room, you know, you've been in the room with me. I've said this a thousand times. There's value in not going away at every level if you just hang around. And I think, you know, Zell Huber was used to fighting guys that kind of go away. And, and Trey just continued to stay disciplined and, and sharp. And, you know, Zell Huber is a great, uh, listen, I think this kid is going to be absolutely incredible. He just got bested and outsmarted on Saturday night. And I have a ton of respect for him. I think he's going to be absolutely incredible. And I will say this. I think he is going to learn so much from this fight. And I, I think you're going to see him come out and fight like a bat out of hell in his next fight, which is how he should be fighting. You know, he's got the cardio. He's got the length. He's got the power. He's got all the skills. It's just a, it's implementing those skills in a, in a live setting, you know. And I think Trey just got him. Uh, I think he was worried about the takedowns, which kind of lowered his volume a little bit, which is a no-no, man. Like, in my opinion, if you're worried about somebody's takedowns, you you press the volume. You up the volume even more. You fill the gaps. Just young, man. He's just young, and he he's gonna be really good. I, I can assure you guys that Zell Huber is gonna be really good. I just think he got bested on Saturday night to a smarter fighter. Next, I don't think we need to talk about Giles versus Kosi. It was boring as shit. Uh, hey, how about Damon Jackson, bro? Listen, I thought Sabatini was a tough fight for him. I really did. I thought Sabatini was a tough fight for him, <clears throat> and 
I am not in any way, shape, or form taking away from anything uh, from Damon Jackson. Damon caught him slipping. You know what I mean? Caught him sleeping. And that's, dude, Damon's, he'll spark you early if you if you allow him. So uh, props to Damon, man. And listen, I, I don't, did you watch the fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless, man. So you know about his brother then, right? His brother passed away just like less than a week ago. I, I, I don't know how anybody can do that. And, uh, I just, man, I want to give a, a shout out to Damon Jackson, man. That was a tough fight for him. And I can't imagine losing somebody that close to you, you know, less than a week out from the biggest fight of your entire life. And then, man, it just seemed like I'm, you know, me, Podge, I'm not, I'm not a very, uh, religious or spiritual person, but sometimes there's just unexplainable things. I'm not sure anybody was going to beat Damon Jackson Saturday night. I just, I don't, man. There was something different about him, you know what I mean? It looked like he had some help, or I don't know, I don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I'm not a religious person at all, but he, there was something inside of him that I don't, I just don't think there's gonna be too many people on Saturday night that was gonna beat him. So, props to him. Uh, Fluffy looked great. Anthony Hernandez looked great. Stylistically, a good matchup against Mark Andre Barrio. Looked great, man. His his wrestling, his cardio has really improved. His jujitsu is phenomenal. Great for him. Great for him. Uh, Nascimento versus Bozer, my man Shay, great call. Uh, Shay Shay called Nascimento and the over, I believe. And man, that's just Bozer's a power puncher. I just I think you know, gosh, he's he's good at this stuff. Shay is really good. Uh, Pfeiffer did exactly what we thought he was going to do to Amadovsky, sent him packing, just a brutal uh, a brutal fifty two down the pipe, and then one for the road. I, uh, you know, I. He, that kid's got some power, man. There's there's a lot of fun fights to make for him in that division. A lot of fun fights. It's very young, too. I think he's 25. Have you heard his story? I caught, like, obviously I saw it in Contender Series where, you know, he got hurt. He fought Contender Series, got hurt, and then came back, and then he knocked that guy out the week after Dana had gone insane about, you yeah. know, lack of effort on the show. He had a very rough upbringing. Very rough upbringing. Sleeping on park benches yep. and shit like that, he was saying, like, up until recently. Yep. And listen... There's, this is what I love about this sport. Joe, Joe Pfeiffer is everything that I love about this sport. And it's just, it's one of many things. I, I try to tell everybody this all the time. This sport has changed my life. This sport has, has acted as a father would his son. And I, you know, I'm not trying to say that's not a shot on my father. It's just, this sport has taught me a lot of man skills that I did not pick up in my youth, you know, and that's nobody's fault, but my own. But this sport has made me the man I am today. It has it has made me financially free. It has taught me hardships. It has taught me what hard work looks like. It's taught me what disciplines look like. And it has pulled me out of a life that I could be in right now that uh, you know, may not be anywhere near this this house I live in or this car that I drive or, you know, and to see somebody like Joe Pfeiffer do the same thing, you know, <laughs> a park bench to did he get knocked out of the night too? Yeah, he got 50K. Fuck, man. I mean, fuck. You know, a park bench to 50K. I know what it's like, bro. I changed my life overnight. You know, two bonuses in one night, my for debut, double bonus to my debut. Good for Joe Pfeiffer, man. Joe, if you watch this show, I'm a huge fucking fan. I'm going to be rooting for you a ton, man. That's, that's incredible, incredible stuff. And you guys, listen, I, I want to say this. This is not just a fighter thing. This is, this is a, just a life lesson, I think. It all changes like that. I had my life change in 16 days. I went from fighting on a regional scene to making like 1,000 to show, 1,000 to win, to having over six figures on my bank account in 16 days. 
16 days. I got it. You know, Joe, Joe Pfeiffer is this similar, you know, he went from sleeping on a park bench to how, how long ago to, you know, bonusing 50 K knockout, living his dream. It happens like this guys. So, and that's not just a fighting thing. That's a life thing. You know, your life can change literally overnight sometimes. So if you're in that tough spot, thank Joe, uh, Joe Pfeiffer here, man. He's, he's a stud. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, Feely Aljo. what I say on the show? Pick him fight, pick him fight. And, and we, I, uh, we played Algio just because he was plus money at the time, right? Pick and fight. I said on a pick and fight, you can go whoever, whoever plus money is. I didn't even see the line. Whoever plus money, play that. And it was Algio. I, at the pick and fight, I don't think I could have been more correct in that, in that regard. Uh, that's about as close to a pick em as you get. Yes? Yes. Yes. And then Rodriguez, Chitty and Jaquani was also everything that we thought it was going to be plus more. Uh, I was leaning towards Chitty. I still am leaning towards Chitty. Uh, you know, I got uh, who survives those shots. I don't like oh uh, the the knee. I I can't believe I can't believe that they didn't stop that fight. Honestly, like he had a the the knee. Yeah, he had a fucking a unibrow of a cut, right? Like, have you seen? Yes. Have you sorry? Have you seen the uh, know, the actual post fight fault image? Post of it? it in here. It's fucking gross, dude. It's gross. It's so gross. No, so people. People have been getting their Twitter accounts banned really? for posting that image. Yes. It's gross. Okay, don't post it then. Yeah, no, not on this channel. It's super gross, man. Super. If you guys look it up, if you guys haven't, it's like, I think you see, what is that? Is that like a, a, a blood vessel? What is the, is that a cavity or like a nose cavity? What is, there's like a tube that it show like it's exposed. It's, it's gross and I don't want any part of it. Gross and I don't want any part of he, it. He probably will have a shot at breaking into the top 15 next though right i think yeah yeah after his 90 day suspension yeah absolutely <laughs> god bless that new dude, dude needs a prison sentence to keep him out of fighting god bless man get that guy to give him a month off jesus christ uh how about my boy Corey sanhagen songy dong i was a little off on this one i was a little off on this one i i i listen Sanhagen did what I thought he was going to do, but I underestimated Song a little bit. I really did. He he showed uh, that dude's really good, and I knew he was really good, but I didn't think he could compete at the elite level, and he showed on Saturday night that he can compete at that elite level. I just think stylistically, Corey is a tough, tough fight for him. I still believe that. I think it showed, and I would be interested to see what that fight looks like without the cut. Without the cut over, you know what I mean? Like, because when that cut happened, the blood started getting in Song's face and his eyes. And it you could tell it changed the trajectory of where the fight took place. Now, that wasn't an accidental elbow. You know what I mean? Like the the Sanhagen's his style with the with the pokes and Song's uh shell defense. That's how you attack the the shell defenses with those elbow pokes. But I would it it looked like Song was, you know, pouring on he he was coming on hard, man. And now Sanhagen's best rounder or later as the fight goes goes on, but uh, Corey Sanhagen is the real freaking deal, man. He's the real deal. He's got great great feet. I think that the fight went exactly how I thought it would. Only Song had more moments than I thought he would, and his power is pretty incredible. His speed and power is 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 very elite level very elite level dude what about this division we keep it's like we talk about this every weekend what about this stacked ass 35 division can you pull that up for me pull pull up the uh where does this put these guys you know like 
let's let's talk about what's next for Sanhagen and what's next for Song. Shoot, we could go, dude. I'm with Sanhagen. I'm with Sanhagen and Cheeto. I'm with that. Let's run that. Let's run that. And then put uh put Song with Font. What do you what do what do they do with uh Umar Nurmagomedov? What do they do with that kid? I can't imagine any of these guys wanting to fight him. I say this every every time. Like, what are they gonna do with this kid? I'm just a bit afraid that they're gonna feed Frankie to him. No, uh, I actually think Fricky, uh, Frank. Now that you say that, I think uh, Frankie's fighting uh, Ricky Simone at MSG. I think uh, I think Frankie's gonna fight Ricky at MSG. So, uh, I mean, Pedro's got, Pe Pedro Munoz is gonna need a fight. So I, that's probably where you go because there's no one else for him. To I fight think right now, everyone. Else I think Song murders him. I think Song murders him. He pull Aldo out. Dude, you could run Song and uh, Font or Munoz. I like Sanhagen Cheeto. Give me that one. I'm with that all day and twice on uh, on uh, Saturday. Let's go. Let's run that. That that's fun. That's fun. I just don't want to see either of them lose. Is the problem? <sighs> big big fans of both. Same of them. same same. I you know I don't I don't know if they're gonna run that really. I don't I don't know if they'll run that. But they are on similar timelines, and that name has popped up to Cheeto. Many times because Jan and let's just look at it. Sterling's fighting Dillashaw, right? So that's a little ways away. That's like a month away. Then you have Jan fighting uh, Sean O'Malley, which is the same night, right? So that's like a month away. So that puts Marab, that puts Marab, Sanhagen, and Cheeto on similar timelines. Aldo's out. Font needs a fight. Munoz needs a fight. I wouldn't be shocked if they match those guys up together. Cause cause because uh Font's been out for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That Yanez fight I thought that Yanez fight was perfect for both guys. It was a good opportunity for Adrian to break in and then Font, you know, to get back in the win column as well. I agree. Man, that division is just so stacked. There's so many different ways that that could go. Yeah, I Gosh, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. I, I, I really, once again, we've talked about this before, but the UFC is the best in the world at uh, making these fights play out exactly how they should. I got a little, I don't know if I should say this or not. I have a little piece of info on where I think a couple of big fights are coming. I think you're going to see Shemaev back at middleweight soon. Maybe not soon. I think he's going to fight uh, Paulo Costa. And I think you're going to see Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal. And I could be wrong here. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm hearing through the through the rumor mill or those two fights. And listen, uh, Masvidal Burns is nice too. I'm with that. I'm with that. So Yeah, we won't obviously make a call on it right now, but I think that's – I think Burns is a terrible fight for everyone. Agreed. I agree. Pull up that. Pull up that welterweight division. Let's see what that looks like. And how about, how, bro? We got to do. We didn't talk about this. We got to do. Uh, we got to break this down. Bryce Mitchell, uh, Mosver Evloev. We got to break this down. Evloev look was so. God, he's a week. problem. He's a problem. So was Bryce though, man. So was Bryce. Uh, Burns number four. Masvidal number nine. What's up with Colby Covington? Where is he at? I don't even know who you match him up. I'd say Colby will probably fight the winner of Bilal and uh, Sean Brady. That's exactly what I was going to say. When's my man Shafkot coming out? Never. 
We gotta. We, he's in a he's in a cage somewhere. Dude, Shafkot doesn't know that he's got we're the 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 support of the One Percent Club podcast. We're big Shafkot fans around here. A lot coming up. Ton of ton of stuff to break down. We got to talk about Mitchell Evloev. There's a bunch of other matchups we got to get going. But another winning week in the Discord. If you guys like the content, make sure you sub, comment, let us know if we suck. You know, if I suck, let me know. If I'm good, let me know. Either way, if you like me, you don't like me, subscribe either way. And yeah, dude, we just uh, just cracked 10K subs on YouTube in like a few months. And, I, you know, our viewership is is growing pretty pretty fast. And I think it's because we're putting out good content. The Discord's making money. If you guys aren't in the Discord, click the link in the description. Join up. we got a lot of good stuff going on, guys. Uh, yeah. Join the cult. Let's go.